Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders in the industry. Have an amazing guest today coming out of San Diego, California, dirt bike extraordinaire, married to a Brazilian, really cool guy, uh, investor expert, um, all about technology and going paperless. We're going to get into some fun stuff today. Welcome, Mr. Eric B. to the show. Thank you, sir, man. I appreciate it. This is always a good time and and I'm happy to be here with you. He has a really cool background for those that are listening and not watching. I'll explain it, but looks like he's in his bat cave and he <laughs> used to ride dirt bikes professionally. So he has a shelf of like eight or nine really cool helmets. They're all flashing. It looks like Halo 2 helmets. <laughs> how many are yeah. there did I, did I guess that about right how many you got there uh let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten oh, you got 12. a second there's a second tier yeah. that's off camera yeah wow. <laughs> I, i'm a lifelong uh motorcycle enthusiast and and i gotta just to justify this is like you know a, a girl's shoe closet right is uh in the sense of man i from a young child i fell in love with custom painted helmets and just all of my heroes and everybody that I looked up to in the racing community just had these amazing helmets. And so as a young age, I fell in love with it. And so as I grew and I got custom painted helmets myself, I just kept all of them and they all have a little piece of story to. So you've my- ridden with every one of those. Have you raced in those helmets? Oh yeah. yeah every single one. Of so them. they're not just for fun. You actually used them to no. protect your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. They all have stars. You know, they all have a story. Absolutely. That's cool, man. And you well, retire helmets. So yep, absolutely. That's cool, man. Well, let's uh let's dive right in. Um, you were introduced to me through a co-friend, Mr. Matt Johnson, and he met you there in San Diego. Matt lives in San Diego now and said uh you were someone that needed to be on the show as a thought leader in the in the um investment space but everything you're going to talk about today is applicable to both investing and acquiring listing and buyer leads through your real estate funnel system and he's sharing his url right now it's realestatefunnelsystems.com for anyone that wants to jump on and check it out and it's at eric b on instagram e-r-i-k-b-e-e so just take us from the top man you kind of shared the story with me off camera but share it with our audience listeners kind of where you came from um obviously we're racing professionally uh, with dirt bikes and I liked you said you uh, were earning adult money while your friends are going to college. So like what, <laughs> what took you where you are today and just kind of fill in those gaps a little bit for our listeners. Yeah, you know, I appreciate it, man. So it, I'll, I'll make it pretty quick and, and, but it's a lifelong story from a sense that uh, my dad is a real estate appraiser. He's, he's on the very twilight end of his appraising career. We're trying to get him to retire, but he's, I think this week he's probably still doing an appraisal. Um, but uh, so I, I was born and raised in that. And my dad is also a, an addicted motorcyclist and skier. So uh, we lived in, in Seattle and 
so we, we would race motorcycles and we would ski. Uh, and my dad was a total junkie and, and, and obviously appraising. He owned his little, his appraising company. So he had the flexibility to do that, chase powder days and go to the cool races and, and do that stuff. So that was my lifestyle growing up. And so right out of high school, I was, I just got right into working with my dad, got my appraisal license and just jumped into that family business and started earning adult money as, you know, freaking yeah. 20 years old, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great place to be for me. Yeah. And then yeah. I had the the flexibility to chase my, I was racing, you know, at a professional level. So I had, I would go travel and come back, do appraisals and then go travel again and come back and do appraisals and I had a pretty cool, um, lifestyle, you know, and I was yeah. addicted to that. So, no, that's awesome. man. it's fast paced. So at what point, um, after getting your appraisal license, did you say, Hey, it looks like a lot of investors are making some pretty decent margins as you go out and you appraise them and get paid your $500 for the appraisal and see someone turn a $30,000 profit. Was there an aha where you saw something like that? And you said, I'm in the wrong business. Oh my God, man. You led me right, dude. It's almost as if you knew exactly what to ask there. Of course. Because there was always that, that moment. And, and for me, it's exactly right. And we had one, one gentleman that in our marketplace that had a really large rental portfolio. He had probably 35 rentals and he was always refining. And so he was just a co consistent customer of ours. And my dad said, Hey, Eric, you know, I'm going to put you on all of Pete Shubb's, um, all of his properties or his deals, because I want you to just kind of look over his shoulder, just know what that guy's doing. Mm -hmm. And I was always kind of a little confused by that at first, but Pete was a cool guy and, and he liked kind of uh, me as a young guy or whatever else. One, uh, one day I went out to a property of his that he was buying right off the U district in Seattle. And um, it was on Greek row and it had like nine bedrooms, nine and a half baths. It was like a brick just a monstrosity and uh, on 17th Avenue. And I was just like, okay, I pull up and the, had cracked foundation, had all these things. And, and um, he had just had a purchase and sale agreement for 350 on this place that day in its current condition, I appraised it for like 750, you know, and today it's probably worth like freaking three. Million, <laughs> you know? um, yep, but, yep. It, but it was just like, at that moment, I did that appraisal and I saw against his purchase and sale agreement. And I was just like, what happened? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Like, I was just dumbfounded at that moment. And and he kind of had that smirk on his face. And he's like, he took me serious. And he's like, yeah, you, you want to know? You want to learn this business? Investing? This is called investing. You can only do so many appraisals in a day, but you, I can do how many zeros in this world? And I was like, Damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you know, want to talk and, adult money. Yeah. You know, in leverage, that was the first right. time that I was just like, boom, leverage, financial leverage. And right. I was like, holy shit, man. Okay. And so he, he told me that day, he's like, go buy a financial calculator and call me tomorrow. That, and that, on my way home, bought the financial calculator, called him the next day. And it's like, done. What next, next order, <laughs> sir. Right. Ready. You know, go. And, um, what year was it, this? Uh, this is 2007. Okay. 2007, 2000. Yeah. And so right when the whole mortgage and as an appraiser, I was just like, dude, I'm out of here with this whole appraisal mm -hmm. management and everything got all weird and whacked. And so, 
I was, you know, ready to get out of there. And, and I had just bought the ugly house in the neighborhood. My wife and I were fixing it up. And, yep. you know, like we were just I'd put our foot in the and dabbling into that that world. And, and I'm, now I'm starting to hang out with Pete. And Pete allowed me to shadow him on seller appointments. And I was really green to this, but I, he, he let me shadow right into the living room conversation and to, I got to see, um, raw, true, true motivated seller mm -hmm. action, uh, at the kid tabletop that you can't, that's an experience. Like I'll never forget. Like it, 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 he, we pulled up in the Mercedes. He told me, coach me beforehand, shut up. Don't say a damn word. Right. And don't look at your watch <laughs> ever. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, sir. And I sat through the meeting and I heard the guy, you know, negotiate. And he, all the way to like, the guy had, he was like, I'll go into my safe to get gold, trying to make the deal done. I'm mean, like, I will never forget the the length of that negotiation and like the, how desperate that dude was to, to put it together, put it together. Interesting. And very interesting. And so I was, I'm 25, 26 years old at this moment. And I was just, just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And so I just got exposed to that side of the world of investing. And I, uh, I just started working, putting out bandit signs. I, I, um, I met a gentleman, Dan Merrill at this time, he, he, uh, owns and operated, uh, fortune builders and CT homes at that time, uh, which is, he was at my local RIA event. And so he, I met him, he was, teaching and, and ultimately selling his, his course. And again, I had just had this experience. I was meeting with Pete and, and I'm at the, the Rhea and Sam Merrill walks in the room and he, and he does his little deal. And I ended up, my wife and I, we, we like just bought right then. We were just revved up buyers and we, right. we bought, bought his course. And, um, and we just kind of connected with Dan. He was really young. We we're like at the same age, you know, mm -hmm. like a couple years older than I am, but like we were in the same moment of life, it seemed like. And so we connected right away. And um, we, we quickly were going out to from Seattle out to Connecticut to their office to, you know, study underneath them. We were like, we were really interested in the way they were approaching real estate from a systematic approach. They were uh, the only team that I had ever been exposed to that really had systems mm -hmm. and even talked about systems within real estate. I had only been exposed to at that time uh, from my vantage point, I'm sure this wasn't the case, but from my vantage point at that time, just, you know, this, the, the classic real estate agents that don't have systems that are running right. and gunning, doing da, 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 and it's messy. Yep. yep. It's not attractive. It's yep. messy. They had a lot of, they're the butt of a lot of jokes and all this. It's things. a job too. Okay. It's not leverageable. Exactly. Right. And so like, that was my, my view, my vantage point of, of real estate agents and real estate at that point. Sam Merrill introduced systems to me. If Sam mm -hmm. Merrill introduced, okay, we can actually approach real estate with this mindset, if you will. And boom, like, holy cow, like that, that's where the players play. All right. So let's talk about it. So I think it's interesting, the aha, and a lot of us see that in life and we make a decision at that point. Can I be like that person when I grow up? Or is that not for me? Is that not obtainable? But what was so great was you were already in the appraisal business. You knew it was obtainable. So what's the special sauce? And we get, we get this all the time. Um, I buy and sell about 10 houses a month in, in around the Omaha area, single family and up to about eight unit complexes in the multi-space. 
And people all the time are like, dude, how are you doing that? It's a seller's market. You're finding stuff off market. You're finding stuff off market at margin of like 20 to $50,000. Who are these people? How are you doing it? And I'm telling agents and I'm sharing with our audience members right now, and you know, this is the answer, but it's no different than what you should be doing to find listing leads and to find buyer leads. It's marketing. And there's lots of different ways to market. And there's no one right way. The right way is the way you're going to do it and find success and the way you're going to track it. And like you said, build your systems behind it. And so you guys have done a phenomenal way in building that out. We haven't even gotten to talk about this yet. I've just only heard through friends and um, colleagues of all the successes you've built out. And you showed me your iPad right before we started and talked about some of the things there. So let's get into it. Yeah, the nuts so, and bolts of it. How are you guys doing it? Exactly. So, I mean, like approaching everything in real estate through the systematic approach, you know, the, the book E-Myth, Michael Gerber was really impactful, you know, and so just I look, I started getting ingrained. I, I was hanging out with Dan Merrill and uh, he hired me to run all of their marketing and acquisitions for their investment company down here in San Diego. And that's what ultimately got me from Seattle down to San Diego. I took an opportunity down here to, to scale their um, investment company and they were uh, growing a their brokerage, uh, Realty National. And so um, I had a big hand in tying the two together, uh, Realty National and CT Homes as, a, as an investment company and teaming up agents and and us as investment buyers and working together. And we were really started to uh, have a huge impact in the marketplace down here. And so we were doing that, but all the while just approaching it systematic, just everything had to be a system. Everything that we did under, you know, Sam Merrill's watch as the CEO always came down to a system. It, every single time he just beat that into our heads, which was really cool in hindsight. Um, you know, just because it ingrained into me. So everything I, how I approach everything is largely that way. It's a metrics driven. It has to be a system. There has to be scale to it. Um, it's not that I do, I'm, I won't do one-off campaigns as a test, but I understand it's a test. It's not a part of the engine. We have to have a part of the engine. So we really focus on the engine uh, and creating a very consistent uh, marketing channel that uh, produces consistent results. We're, we specialize in text message and cold calling. So activating directly with our clients through text message marketing and, and cold calling. And then, you know, we have our, our, our scripting and our, our magic sauce, if you will, of just mm -hmm. how we filter our leads and bring them, deliver them right to our clients. And so, so you own a third party company that if someone listening were to want to engage with your group, that they, they, you guys would do texting and cold calling to a list that is purchased for them in their area based on what they want to do. So if they want to generate listing leads, you guys have a process for that. If they want to generate um, leads that are potential acquisitions in a certain price point, they're what we call our avatar. Um, you guys would be able to build that for them, both in the investing and or this residential, traditional residential single family space. Bingo. Well said. Cool. Uh, and, and so we sit down and we get to know our client's avatar exactly. And then we go find it through the data. You know, in yep. in the data is once you understand how to read data, right? They're there waiting for you. It's just right there. So we've experienced the same. So let's get into some of the numbers. So you've this is the best part of somebody that has built something that is systematic, that's trackable. You're going to have return on investment. You're going to know where the best places are for agents to spend their money. So for someone that didn't want to hire you guys. And maybe they want to try to do it on their own first, which is exactly what everyone that's an entrepreneur is going to do until you come to realize it makes a lot more sense to just hire a third-party company and let them do it for you unless you're in the business of lead gen and you want to scale that or you're in the business of texting people or you're in the business of overcoming, you know, 
I always joke with people, if you want to do it yourself, then build a business around it. And if you can't, then you shouldn't be doing it yourself. So I loved exactly what you had said. So what is, what is the, the process typically going like step one through 10? If someone was to hire you guys, what's the cost look like to buy the data, to get someone to start calling it, to get someone to start texting it? I'm assuming then the lead would come in at the point where someone says, yes, I would like someone to come to my house. That's when your scrubbers then would send it over as like a, an opportunity or something. Yeah, exactly. So the step one is that we we meet with our clients um, and get to know exactly who their avatar is. And so if you're their listing agent, if they're an investment company, what I always try to encourage my clients, we need to be both. You, know, yeah, like you need exactly. to be both. You need to understand how to be both. Um, and so that's that's my first approach with my clients is is. Uh, opening that door to them if they don't see that already. If they're if they're focused as an investor and they don't have the agent broker side covered, we're talking about it and vice yep. versa. You're and an some, agent. Yep. And something real easy, you guys, I'll share with the audience is if you don't want to build both, which it is very easy. But if let's say you just say, I'm not going to go to the other side. That's mm-hmm. okay. Have a referral relationship with someone from the other side and just charge a 25% or 50% referral. Exactly right. I mean, something because I mean, that 25%, let's say you're an investor bought picking up single family and one out of 10 is a traditional deal at $600,000. That's going to spend, that's going to cover your marketing spend for a month by kicking it to an agent that pays you a referral fee. Exactly. 100%. So, and, and you can expand upon that at the right time for you to anybody else. But so that's the first thing that we do because um, the other thing that's really important is you got to be able to monetize your leads. You have to be able to monetize them. And, and so if they don't fit in your perfect box, how else are you going to monetize them? And that's almost always through some sort of a referral. One yep, way or the other, yep. solve their problem one way or the other. So that's, um, you know, that's what we we really focus on. So we we look at the, the data, the avatar, we pull that, we do a tier one skip trace. So we get all of the clients information or the, the list information um, and then we, we use a, a platform that's called Launch Control. And Launch Control is far and away my favorite uh, texting platform because of compliance. So the thing that the, through all of these marketing channels, and, and if you're dabbling in this ro- down this road yourself, uh, more power to you. But just know like you have got to be sharp on compliance. You just don't mess around with, um, with the gray areas here because we don't, we, we, uh, the better you understand the rules, the better you can play the game. Yeah, and there's a lot of people doing things wrong. Um, I know yeah. I have a good friend who does litigation law for companies that are using direct dial and without a dialer on the other end. So there's, a, what do they call it, IVR system. It'll do a voicemail blast, kind of like back in the day, everyone used slide dial. Yeah. Um, there's slide dial voicemail drops you could use. So um, I know of litigation, 10,000, 20,000, $50,000 lawsuits because someone received a voicemail drop and there wasn't a live person on the other end. So you're on 100% right. I know back to that agent, everyone makes fun of, they are cheating. Um, there are people that cheat, right? There are people that cut the corners and it's not worth it in the big scheme of things. Cause if you're wanting to scale your business, just do it the right way out of the gate. And when you go with a third party company like yourselves, you're going to be doing the due diligence to make sure that all the laws are being followed in each state. Because I know sometimes um, the rules are different the way that the game gets played in each location. Yep, one hundred percent, exactly. You, you play within the rules, and you have longevity. You have a yep. system. You you yep. have something that you're going to be building upon, and play the game really well there. And so you know, so we stay within the rules. We we work with companies that also believe in that philosophy. And then after you generate good quality leads that way, now now it's 
it's up to you. The sales it's now it's salesmanship. Right. And guess what? Like most people, I hate, you know, most people can work on their salesmanship. I, uh, mean, I, I hate to say it, but you know, like not to throw stones at anybody yeah. here, but it, it just, there's almost always room to get better there. You know, yeah, whether yeah. it's, it's better scripting, better solutions, better, you know, understanding, better read, better. 100%. Uh, I studied NLP. I have five different NLP license or uh, certifications. So neuro-linguistics programming. And, and that's really how to unlock, you know, you, our true potential through our subconscious mind. I, I know that sounds a little foo-foo for some people, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we are far more powerful than what our conscious mind allows. And uh, we're driven so deeply by our subconscious mind that the more you understand that, the better you can navigate through this. And I love it, um, that's, that's what I help my clients do. And, and um, it's remarkable. What well, when it do? comes to overcoming objections, I'll do a shameless plug for our coaching organization, Elite Real Estate Systems, because we have several products. One is designed for exclusively for individual real estate agents. And every Monday we do topical training. And then every Wednesday we do dialogue training. And for one hour, back to your point in regards to our subconscious, if you're listening to people do role plays for one hour every week, 52 weeks out of the year, even when you're not participating, that stuff starts to plug into your brain. And when these situations present themselves, you'll know exactly what to say and think, how how do I know how to say it? You shared earlier, and I think this was recorded. um, One of the things that was so beneficial for you was getting to go with Pete on those appointments and watching Pete navigate the conversations. And I loved how Pete said, don't look at your watch. I would have said, leave your damn watch in the car. But (laughs) Pete was able to navigate these conversations and you were so fascinated. And that's just salesmanship. And some people have it, some people don't. It can be learned in time, but it's a practice, just like learning to play pickleball, just like learning to ride dirt bikes. And so our coaching product was designed to allow team leaders to join and they get unlimited agents on the agent product and they can participate live through Zoom and or watch the recordings and or search our database of hundreds of trainings that teach our agents how to overcome objections. We also have investor training every Tuesday for anyone that's part of the team leader coaching product. We're going to teach you how to follow some of these strategies that Eric's talking about today. So for more information about all of our coaching products and to sign up for one of our next upcoming events, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. We'd love to see you in Omaha and or at one of the virtual events that we offer. And of course, we'd love to see you guys take advantage of our high-level team leader product, which is every Thursday at 1115 Central Standard Time. Oh. All right, Eric. So um, the, the leads get highlighted by you guys. You're using text campaigns. You're using callers. I'm curious from some uh, stats standpoints, um, ROI is going to be subject to the location, right? And the avatar that people are going after. It, do you have an ROI that you claim um, that your traditional client is seeing right now? Or is it too? No, it, it just, the, the, and I, it's like the number one question that I'll get asked, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, that's what people, you know, and what you should be focused on is the ROI of any investment. So I, I, I get the thought process. Here's the, the thing is, I have, I have to, from, from that business perspective, uh, I have to release myself from, uh, when we deliver a lead, it's, yeah. there's too many different variables yeah. on their, their side. Yeah. That, and I'm going to save Eric, because right now, if I'm listening to this as a third party, and I don't know a lot about analytics, and I'm asking a simple question, what's the ROI? It's like, dude, just give me a number. And Eric could just lie and give us a number. The reason yeah. he can't is because if somebody, if I were today to say, Eric, which we, I am going to say this, I want to yeah. give you 10,000 a month. And I want to start, you know, I want to go 120 grand to your company. 
And now every opportunity that comes from that, a listing lead, a referral, uh, this person that's not going to do anything, but he knows someone that's going to do something somewhere else. And I'm going to refer that to some rando in Albuquerque. Like there's all these things that will come, right? It's kind of like, I use, I joke because I'm in Nebraska. So we'll talk about like planting a garden. And so like, you got all these seeds coming through and you don't know what's going to grow and where it's going to grow. It's just going to come through. And this is why it's so important. And I talk about this a lot on our show that every lead is tracked. Every lead that comes into your CRM is tracked. You know where it came from. So when it does produce a fruit and a dollar bill is getting deposited in a bank account, you can attribute that to someone. And that's how you determine your ROI. So I'd be with realestatefunnelsystems.com. I would know my 120 grand went in and 473,000 came out. The other challenge is equity. So I know I average right now, if I flip a house in Omaha or do a wholesale, I make $22,500 net profit. Then I pay Uncle Sam on top of that, unless I do a 1031. But if I hold it, it's probably going to be about a 30% equity position. Well, how do I attribute that 30% equity I just gained to my ROI to the third-party marketing company that I've paid? Because I don't, I don't realize that gain in my bank account, right? So there's all sorts of things that I'm, I'm kind of bailing you out, but that's why I'm bailing you out. So the most important thing anyone can do, and this is if you're spending money on your own, you could be paying for bandit signs or for Google ads or whatever you're doing. Do it consistently over a 12-month period and track every single lead that comes through it and then track every single conversion. And the thing that I found fascinating, and I didn't share this with Eric yet, so we're going to have a fun aha moment. Since 2011, I have worked arduously to track every lead that ever comes through my system, as well as input every sphere of influence lead that any agent that joins my organization has. And I've had about 300 agents join and we have about 150 active today, but over 10 years, 300 have joined and then some have left. We have 400,000 people in my database, 400,000 that have given us permission to text them, to call them, to market to them, which makes our data really unique. In Omaha, Nebraska, where I reside, there's only 180,000 residences. There's 180,000 domiciles. So we have 2X the domiciles in names, phone numbers, and email addresses in our database, which is a great, unique opportunity. And so you look at the 21st century and we talk about the um, in um, all the technology that's playing a part, data is gonna be the currency of the future, our ability to tap into that data, to provide value to that data and to find ways to generate profit from the data. And that is what you guys do in a nutshell. I mean, you're, you're doing that, you're building the databases, you're creating a relationship with the database and you're finding opportunities for your clients. Bingo, man. Well said, exactly, man. I think you 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 um you said it exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, all the way so, through, man. Yeah. Dude, so, what's the best way if somebody yeah. wants to just do demo of the product? Um, yeah. And of course, we brought other companies on, and everyone has their own flavor. And I, I always tell my audience, like, I never want to be a sellout podcast. I get nothing. I have no agreement with Eric. Like, there's nothing. It's just he came on because Matt Johnson told us that we connect really well and that he has a great product. But if someone wants to do their own research and see if they're a fit with you and your, what you guys have to offer, what's the best way they can get in contact with you? Yeah, social media, you know, social media is such an easy way if anymore. You, know, you can find me on Facebook, Eric B, E-R-I-K-B-E-E on Instagram, uh, at Eric B on Instagram, or just go right to our, our website at realestatefunnelsystems.com. Uh, you can enter your information there. My, and uh, yeah, that's a great way to, to find me. Uh, you know, we're, I'm trying to be as, as uh, widespread as we can be, you know, especially on, on social media and things, but um, I'm always interested in the conversation. So yep. it's, it, this whole game is, and like you said, it's all data. So I'm interested in 
in hearing other people's story. If if they're if you're doing great, I want to know. If you're doing crappy and I can help, I want to know. Yeah. You know, that's that's uh, how I look at the game. So uh, there's a lot to be had. And, you know, really, when it comes down to it, uh, and I'm sure you would agree, that this is all a game of efficiency. Everything that we're doing, we have to be able to track. We have to do everything the right way, but you have to do it very efficient. And so that's everything that I look at and on how we uh, handle our leads, we track our leads, the, the, the way we um, nurture our leads, it's all under the lens of efficiency and, and including the way we convert them in the field. And so that's, that's something that uh, I really focus on with a lot of my clients. And, and it's the product that I, that I help support my clients with is how to go paperless how to go and just bam, go be able to run your numbers on your iPad and get contracts, whether it's a listing right agreement, there. a purchase sale agreement, everything right on the spot. I'm a huge advocate of good salesmanship and, um, and understanding when, how to close the deal, when the moment is there, when, the, when you have, when it don't walk away, but, you know, that's just so many people don't understand that part of the game. And, um, so anyways, yeah, I set yeah. people up that way. Well, I tell, um, I, I had a podcast with my business partner, Clint Bartlett. If anyone wants to go reference that one, it's just Clint Bartlett was the guest. And it's about 30 minutes. And we talk about how there's six options on every appointment. And we would think that these are obvious, but for some reason, agents aren't really catching on and, in, and investors. There's so many different ways to make money. And we keep it simple. We don't do any of the unique financing options that are out there. It's one is acquire it and hold it as a rental. Two is acquire it and close on it and put it on the market without fixing it up. That's a wholesale. Three is acquire it, fix it up, make it super, super nice like you see on HGTV. That's a flip. Uh, four is a put it under contract, but don't close on it and sell that contract to someone else. That's wholesaling. Five is taking the listing traditional and or referring it out to someone to take it traditional and make a mon money off the traditional real estate sale. And then six is passing. And we never do six. Six never makes sense because there's always a number, $1. Or you can ask them to pay. Like people are like, what if it burned down? It's going to cost you 50 grand to pull it. I mean, you might ask the city to pay you 20 grand to take over the property. So there's always an offer. Like there's no, I can't think of a situation, share one with me if you've got one where you don't make an offer. No, you you sound exactly the way I, I've been screaming that exact message from the, from to all sales teams. Yeah, It's exactly right. There's always a number. Yeah. And if and you don't, if, and if there's not, you don't know how to look at property. Like the, if you don't know the number, like you don't know, like some people are like, oh, it's in a bad area. So what? People live there. That means someone's willing to buy it. Right. There's always a note. And that's the appraiser in me. Like I, yeah. the, I just know that from certainty, you know, just yeah. there's always a number folks. And yeah. that's amazing how there is that disconnect. People yeah. just don't see it that way. Yeah. So check this out. The other thing is there's always a number they're willing to take. And people always say, well, I could buy it for that, but there's no way they're going to take it. Hmm. And if you have that mentality of there's no way they're going to take it, you shouldn't be in the business of acquiring real estate because the price you're going to have to get it at for it to make sense for you and all the risks you're going to take, it's going to be the price that you can't believe they're willing to take it. And we buy about a hundred doors a year and every door we acquire, it's a price that we can't believe they took. We're typically buying right now in Omaha 25 to 50% below market value, below the appraised value. People are like, how do you find it? Well, people are in situations. You can't, you know, there's, there's so many situations. So like one example, the kids all just got the house. Mom and dad, mom got put into a nursing home. The house is worth 160,000 and it's full of stuff. 
And we say, hey, we'll give you 110 and we'll throw all that stuff away. Or we'll have a professional company come in and box it up and label it. And we'll take care of everything and we'll write you a check tomorrow. 50 grand is nothing. If they're all well off and they all have, you know, their own established lives, they just don't want the hassle. 50 grand, they don't want to put it on the market. Like we think as agents, right? A lot, oftentimes the people that are in the real estate business, we think like the traditional agent trying to squeeze every dime. But a lot of people don't operate that. And when I say a lot of people, statistically, we find that on three appointments we go on, we're able to buy one at the price we want. So now our whole game is going on appointments. So we know it takes, if we're cold calling, your stats are going to be a lot better. Get ready to laugh at us. I own a call center in the Philippines called Thousand Calls a Day. I have about 100 virtual callers. Um, the website, thousandcallsaday.com. And they just make cold calls, prospecting calls to try to find leads. We took a few of those dialers and they privately work for me now. And it takes around 20,000 dials to get one deal under contract. Yeah. 20,000 dials. Now we're on five, nine dialer. It's 10, you know, 10 lines at the same time or nine lines at the same time, but it's a lot of calls. And I tell people it's like flipping rocks, but I only pay the dialer 2000 a month. And I find one deal a month per caller. And our average is 22,500. That's a 10 X ROI. The numbers work real well. So Anything works if you're willing to work it. And I think the biggest uh, disconnect, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong on what you've seen in your business, and I've experienced this in ours, is the agent doesn't know how to overcome objections. The agent doesn't know how to follow up. The agent doesn't know how to close a deal. The agent doesn't know how to find the deal. So I think what's really unique about what you guys provide is the expertise and taking them through that process, not just saying, here's the lead, good luck, hope you can close it. You're going to show them step-by-step step what they should be saying, how they should be putting it into contract, you know, paperlessly, what that dialogue looks like, what the avatar looks like for their city based on the data that you're going to analyze for them. And I know I'm saying a lot of the stuff you'd normally say because we're cut from the same cloth, brother. He married a freaking Brazilian. I was like, bro, I speak Portuguese. I lived in Brazil for two years. It's kind of crazy, small world. It's totally a small world, man. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> you, um, what you said is completely true. And, and here's, the, here's the disconnect. It, it's, it's a very obvious disconnect. I, I could hand anybody a lead. Getting leads is, I know people have a hard time believing this. Say it. That's the easy Say part. Say it. Dude, yeah, so it's easy. the easy part. I can get easy. leads for my clients like systematically. Go. Okay. That's not the hard part. The hard part is the salesmanship, is getting the clients to really understand how to present the values, how to have all of those options, how to speak that language in the moment. And so if I, if I did not take really good care in that right there, my clients wouldn't last that long, right? I need my clients to build momentum. Their success is my success. So the way they nurture leads is incredibly important to me and how they convert that and they present multiple options and how they do it on an iPad paperlessly yeah, really yeah. does matter because that just allows them to get a better ROI on their investment. I and the it. more they, the better their ROI, the more, the longer they're going to stay with us. So yep. it's all, it all came, comes together, right? One, one thing I'll say, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, yeah. And this just kind of came to me as a memory. And I don't know that I've ever said it on a podcast. I know I've said it before, but one of the things that I think so often is a problem or is problematic and this goes for any type of lead gen and conversion is that is it, um, inappropriate expectations, um, unrealistic expectations as to what you're finding. And it reminds me of the story and I'm just going to botch all these words, but in um, a good friend of mine owns the company Rockerbox, And it came from the idea of in California, there was this big gold rush, right? 
And people would go into these rivers, they'd set up these like gold mines and they'd pan for gold in a rocker box. That's what the little box is where you'd look for the little gold nuggets. And there's a story of a young prospector looking for gold. And he comes across an old prospector who's very successful and wealthy. And the old prospector's coming down off the mountain and he has all these bags full of nuggets and is going to go cash them all in and go head back up the mountain. And he was talking to this young prospector about how he's not spending enough time panning for gold. And he said, well, it's easy for you. You found this spot, right? You're finding all these nuggets. You're doing so well. Look at those big bags. And the prospector emptied a bag into his hand. And it was hundreds of little flakes of gold. And he said, people assume I'm finding the big nuggets because that's what everyone's after. But the truth is I've just become an expert at finding the small flakes. And so many of us, I just got shivers saying this because so many of us, I think, become victim of the, what I call white unicorn stories. That one deal you saw Pete acquire where you did the appraisal at 350 and it's worth 700. Pete's not doing that every day. Does Pete have one of those here and there? Yeah, hell yeah, he does. We have those same stories, but we're not in it for that. We're in it for the little specks of gold. And when you start uh, piecing this together consistently over long periods of time, and I'm talking five years, 10 years, 20 years, you can become very, very wealthy at anything you set your mind to in life. It doesn't just have to be investing or real estate, but people are just looking for the nuggets. So go after the specs, ladies and gentlemen, and that will make all the difference. Yeah, well said. I, I would, the, the, the way I, I would say those things is, um, we always talk about the home runs, but our business runs on the base hits. Love it. It's same, same. Uh, your, yeah, your same thing. Yeah, same thing. Way more impactful, but... Uh, <laughs> But it's true though, man. And you can't be, yeah. Home runs are awesome. Grand slams, right? Sure. Cool. And yeah, we put those on the board, but you do, it's the singles that, that just crank the business yeah. and make it all possible. We read the book. No, it's not sexy. It's the tortoise and the hare. Anyone <laughs> knows that book who won that race? Uh, the hare fell asleep. And I know as a kid, I was like, well, I'm going to be the hare. I'm just not going to be a dumbass and fall asleep. If I was the hare, I'd just run the whole track and win it. Like, why did he keep taking naps? I don't understand. But the tortoise, you know, slow and steady wins the race and uh, the real race. And this is going to really get into like motivational speaking, but it's the truth is there's no final destination. Um, everybody's in a race against themselves and the journey will define how our race is going, not the final, the finish line. And you said your dad, you know, kind of giving the nod to retirement. He's never going to retire because he's not, that's not who he is. His life is, is an being an appraiser and an investor. And it is skiing and riding dirt bikes and having fun. Like that's what his life is like retire. What does that mean? Like I'm, I'm never going to retire. Like retire to me means die. So I'll retire when I'm dead. Um, up until that point, I'm going to freaking live. And you've got it right there on the bottom right of that picture, which I only see the piece of it, but it says life is short. Life is short. I turned 40 uh, this November and I've only been in the business 15 years. And I shared with you some of my successes and my listeners know a lot of those, but just to think what's the next 15 years look like. And um, what inspires me the most, and my listeners know this about me is the authenticity, but it's, it's being able to be the vehicle to allow other people to be able to realize their dreams through the application of the things that I talk about on my show and through the application of the things that I've already implemented in my life that have helped me to become more successful. But the success for me isn't the gold nuggets on a, you know, the gold nuggets that I get to show off. The success to me is watching other people find the flex. And if I can help more people find the flex, I will come across nuggets, right? It'll, it'll compound. And it's always being um, that servant leader and serving down. And I can tell that's how you're wired, Eric. So we sure appreciate you coming on our show today. 
Um, you guys get out there, give uh, Eric a five-star review on iTunes. Give him a shout out for taking his time out of his busy schedule to share this knowledge with us. And he sounds like the type that's going to jump on a call. If you just want to go pick his brain and take all the information for yourself, he sounds like he's the type that's going to give it because he's an abundant mindset, not a scarcity mindset. So be sure to take advantage of that. Set up your demo call at realestatefunnelsystems.com. Thank you, sir. Great, great time here. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on the show today. You guys don't miss out on our next amazing episode that will be coming up. We release these every week. Um, for those that don't know, you can go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and click on podcast and just give us your email address. You don't need to pay attention to when new episodes come out. We'll just email them to you. Um, all of our episodes are recorded. So if you've only listened, we also do a video recording if you want to watch our, our ugly mugs um, interacting one-on-one. -on -one. A lot of people like to do that while they're working out. You get a little bit more animation. I know Eric and I have some pretty sexy backgrounds um, yeah. if, you, if you want to go check those out today. Yeah. Eric, great time today, brother. Talk yeah, to you man. soon. I appreciate it, brother. We will talk soon. Absolutely. Right. Take it easy.